Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one. Live from <laughs> my house. It's... <laughs> Star Trek, Star Trek and Chill. And chill. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You may have guessed John Billingsley, aka Dr. Flox from Enterprise, is here, but you Phil know Flox, him. Dr. Phil Flox. You know him as that scary guy in The Orville, season two, episode three. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for having me. I understand the theme of the show is alcohol consumption. So <laughs> a flagon of mead. It's oh, not really a flagon. It does. Not really mead, but other than that, <laughs> use your imaginations. Careful. <laughs> YouTube's going to be flagging us for promoting alcohol, yeah. which we do. <laughs> promoting mead. Wait, All the mead like manufacturers in America are going, finally, a mead drinker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This wa- is the Renaissance Fair version of this show. Uh, <laughs> Everybody at home, we have so much to talk with you about. It is Friday. It's your favorite day of the week. It's time to Star Trek and chill. You've earned it. You've had a rough week. Hang out with us. Take a load off and just chill with us. We got uh, Strange New Worlds. We got some new images from Strange New Worlds to discuss. Prodigy Season 2 has just been completed. There's so much news going on. It's scary. Uh, There's also some weird stuff. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on in Las Vegas as well. Also, the Star Trek Awards show, the 2024 Lappy Awards, voting is happening right now, everybody. People are voting for the winners. (laughs) So get up in there. You can vote. Uh, The link is in the description box below. You can click on that link. Cast your votes for Dr. Phlox or whomever may or may not be in any of the uh, finalists. (laughs) uh, that's happening right now. <laughs> Best old biggest... retired gas bag to not be on television in years. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. There are you promote of... yourself so well. There are plenty Ooh. of categories. The thing is, Dr. Fox yeah. is on in the Lappy Awards. He's nominated to be part of an ABBA cover band. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I accept. I, it. <laughs> I accept. I as my wife said, you said you'd go to the opening of an envelope if they were serving mead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For your lappy consideration. Yes, I like it. I like it. So what we're trying to say, everybody, is sit back and hang out. It's going to be raucous. Jenny R. Johnson is here. Oh, it's me. Hello. From you, Halifax. Hello, everyone. From Halifax, no less. What are you drinking today, Jenny? Well, today I am enjoying a 
bulwark non-alcoholic winter mug cider made in Nova Scotia. Wow. Yeah. Oh, look. And it's got even got the French on the back. Divel. Divel, yes. That means of winter. Of winter. Oh, wait. Oh, there's the winter side. Yeah, there we go. Winter. Winter. A mere flagon of mead seems somehow less. <laughs> Speaking of winter, we've got a meteorologist here. Katie, what are you drinking today, meteorologist? Well. Emmy Award winning. You know me. Oh, oh yes, true. I gotta, gotta plug that. But uh, no, today I was going to go with my tap water, but then I saw this at the store <laughs> and inspiration struck. Um, and so I have sparkling blood wine, uh, non-alcoholic. Amazing. Oh, so much time on my hands. There's no snow. It's not cold. I have nothing else to do. So uh, yeah, sparkling grape juice, y'all. It's great. Amazing. Wow. Um, is it that easy oh, to open? I hope somebody else is drinking booze. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. All right, Emily. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. okay, so I got White Claw, <laughs> and I thought the most enterprise flavor would be pineapple, because that's Malcolm Jeez. Reed's favorite. Dominic Eating's favorite, nice. uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Pineapple White Claw it is in a, in a solo cup. See, I got myself... That was I'm one right. of the most pulse-pounding episodes of Enterprise, I thought. Yes. What is Dominic Keating's <laughs> character's wait, wait, favorite food? It's pineapple. <laughs> People wonder why nobody watched our show. I think it was because <laughs> I think that episode was the one where it really bottomed us out. Tonight, on another thrilling adventure, Intergalactic, we've got the pineapple. <laughs> oh, no. Pineapple's delicious, oh, no. though. Yeah, and uh, my name's Ryan T. Husk, everybody. I've got a blue moon Belgian white oh, today. You saw me standing alone. So I'm going to try that. That's nice. That's nice. Um, we talked about your middle name yesterday, so I won't, I won't belabor that again. Yeah, thank you. It just sounds like a con. You sound like a con man to me. Ryan T. Husk. Hello, I'm Ryan T. Husk, and I have a lot of kitchenware. Do you have storm doors, Brian? Maybe. This is this is actually very accurate. So <laughs> I do go to conventions. Mm, there you go. A con what man? Never mind. So John Billingsley, thank you so much for <laughs> hanging out with us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Of course. Um, we were pleasure. gonna ask you to talk about enterprise, but you're already doing it. So <laughs> this I, is I'm great. already I'm already trashing trashing the show. I know. <laughs> if Dr. Flox had a favorite fruit. What would it be? If Dr. Flock said a f- the crack fruit, that's very popular. Ooh. We sit around all day eating nothing but crack. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. What is that? It sounds juicy. It tastes like veal. It's actually not very, you know, probably wouldn't be popular amongst amongst you people, but uh, we love it. <laughs> it's it's like having veal without, you know, eating veal. The veal, the veal part, yeah. <laughs> Veal fruit. Some people, you know it as veal fruit. Here. Wow. That is. It hasn't, you know, because you don't have me yet. So another couple of hundred years, you'll have me and people like me, and I'll introduce you to the veal fruit. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> if you need the will to keep on going, just know that's only a few hundred years off. Couple hundred years. Yep. All sorts no of interesting delicacies I brought with me. And when I left Inobula, I mostly packed food. It was like one pack of underwear. <laughs> And a lot of delicacies. They always show me 
eating your food, but they never showed them eating my food, which is something that's that true. I would have suggested they should do. Mm. It's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Short treks. Did you yeah. just get like a dinner platter? Well, Neelix was a cook, right? So I think they wanted yeah. to stay from I think they wanted to stay away from that. Um but I did like the idea that Dr. Flux would just eat anything that wasn't nailed down, like pencil shaving <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> It's like, oh, Dr. pretty good. Um, <laughs> he was incorrigible. I liked that about him. He was fairly mm-hmm. incorrigible. Enterprise by far. I love Dr. Yeah. Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. We've got madness going on in the live chat, everybody. Yes. Hello to John Davis, who agrees with you, uh, John, about mead. Who doesn't love mead? Am I right? That's true. Uh, who doesn't love mead? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck A says, Jenny Johnson, good to see you again on Star Trek and Flocks, he says. Uh, We also have Fran (laughs) Iverson, Rashid, hello. He's talking about Bloodwine. Tara, what's up? Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Lane Page, back of the head, that is Screen Rants, John Orchiola. He says, I'm drinking NyQuil. Quite under the weather. I just talked, didn't I? Just I just asked John. Yeah, I did. I think just the other day. And is that Tara? Is that Tara the Tara I know, Tara? There may I be think a- so. Yeah, hi, Tara. Amazing. Might be. I might know uh, everybody. I might know the whole. Dave Gregory as well. Puka, what's up? We see all of you. Lane, Faith Howell, our good friend. Uh, Glenn Iverson, Bob D, BL. We see everybody. Robert Kaiser out in Austria staying up super wow. late because he's a champ. Kathy D, hello to everybody. Anyway. What? Back to start. Well, actually, do you want to tell us a quick little bit about the Orville? Because we all we all squeed, as the French say, when we saw you and Bob Picardo. Yes, yeah, so I, I will say Orville. this. I don't mean I don't mean to make this sound, you know, um, like sour grapesy, but you know, they just cast Bob Picardo. They just cast him. Me, I had to audition. Oh, and not only did I have to audition, but the casting director didn't know who the fuck I was. So oh, just God. like, yeah, just bring in uh, John Billingsley. I was like, I was like, did, did they know that I was on? You know, oh, I, we didn't get a call back on that. Just show up. So I went in. And I didn't really prepare because I thought, you know, there's no like, there's no gimme here. I'd like to think that when eventually my audition tape landed, that Seth MacFarlane and the powers of B went, oh yeah, oh well, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. But in any case, I gave them a certain amount of shit about that. I did not. <laughs> This is the other thing that I'm really frustrated with. Seth MacFarlane, if you're watching this, he apparently does an amazing Dr. Flox impersonation. What? I I begged him to do it, and he would never do it. I don't know. Um, That was a very fun episode, because Bob Picard is a very dear friend, and Molly Hagan, who played is also a very good friend. And during awesome. the time, yeah, and during the time we were on that set, I inveigled mm-hmm. her into joining the Hollywood Food Coalition board. Nice. So she's also a Star Trek actress, if I remember correctly. She was a Vorta, right? Yep. In Deep Space Nine. Yep. Right. She went to her first convention a couple of years ago because I said, Oh, you gotta come. You sit at a table, you sign some stuff, we'll go out to a steak dinner. We had a great time. I didn't. <laughs> she said, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were all very happy to see it. And mm-hmm. so John, if the powers that be were to ask you, they said, John, you're obviously the right guy to ask. Should we do Enterprise Season 5 or an Enterprise movie? We'll do whatever you say. 
Uh, wow, Connor's dead. Let's start with that. Connor's, Connor's, Connor's dead. <laughs> so, uh, at more screen time for me. That's good news. Um, uh, yeah, uh, probably slightly. That really time. defaults you to the heart, the, like like the heart problem. I'll be running around in my underpants. I know. Yeah, I just, that's you know, perfect. Yeah. Decon scene number three. Um, I'm, I if so, if that was the question, I'd be torn. the The part of me that has to wear a rubber head, which is which is tiresome, <laughs> would be inclined to say a movie. The part of me that knows that in the long run, you know, I get more money if I was doing a series would probably say the series. Um, how about this? How about it's a Netflix series for only twelve episodes? Ooh. Back in the day, the 22, 26 episodes, you know, by the end of the season, it wasn't the makeup, that was fine, but those those damnable eyeballs, which uh, oh. are the size of saucers, they don't take into account uh, stigmatism. So when you have them in your eyes, you can mm. either see long distance or close distance. Um, oh. so you're pumping into shit, you can't read, it's a little bit miserable. That was no. what was not so great about it. Um, and they sting. So if you take them off and your eyes are irritated mm. when you put them back on, it's like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't have taken them off in the first place. That's why Ethan Phillips left early for Voyager. You know, he didn't stick around the, the, the very last end. last three episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't you know, take he, it anymore. He left early. He no, he really couldn't. His eyes were like, I can't. Wow. I, gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. So they dropped him off at his own planet, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is, uh, I can't remember what happened. I didn't watch it, but anyway, I, I just that's interesting because actually I saw him walking down the street, like downstairs from my apartment, like last yeah. winter, and it looks like he had gone to the eye doctor because he had like a patch over his eye. Who is? Oh, he might have had. Uh, he might have had what I have to have uh, uh, cataract surgery. Ooh. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming mm -hmm. up. That may be yeah. in my future too, actually. Yeah, really? I might be looking like a pirate. So we've got a, a poll in the live chat. The question is, what would you rather have for Enterprise? A movie, 26 episode season five, or 12 episode Netflix or app series, as John suggests. I think they're Bear in mind that the 12 episode series would be a little racier because we wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take 12 episodes of Racy Dear Doctor. You guys could swear okay. more. <laughs> exactly. There'd be overlapping dialogue like in Robert Altman movies. Oh. That's, what I, that's mm. what I wished for Enterprise in all candor. <laughs> I had wished, not being a, a huge and voracious Star Trek fan, I had some cognizance of all the different iterations of Star Trek. But when I got the show and I heard the pitch, I sort of thought, oh, I hope they kind of like break it and make it really messy, like overlapping dialogue, like everybody's really upset. We're the first, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you don't know. What you're talking about. I kind of wanted it to be a little like less, um, you know, um, but nobody listened to me. Nobody has ever listened to me. It, uh, <laughs> 40 years I've been doing this. I really should just shut the fuck up at a certain point. You think I'd learn? No way. And I Never. Go, yeah. <laughs> we like they had know. an episode, I tell this story where, where mm -hmm. uh, the first draft, because I was always trying to peek at the first draft, because if I wasn't in an episode, I try and get work elsewhere. Nice. The first draft of an early episode showed a crewman beaming up because we were always scared of a transporter, and he's beamed up, and his ass is where his head should be. Oh fuck! Oh my god! His ass is where his head should be. I thought that was great. By the time it kind of made it through all the different, you know, like sensors and network, 
he beams up and it's like, oh, there's a twig sticking out of his ear. Well, let me clip that <laughs> off. I was like, that was the moment I thought they don't have the courage to go where it <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great if it was that like, mm-hmm. like his ass is where it's <laughs> oh, that would be like uh, that the show would have had such a different tone. Wouldn't that have been great? Very much that so. Was the, that was the Orville, in fact. <clears throat> I yeah. haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So good. Oh gosh, so good. Well, you'll be glad to know, John, that uh, the 26 episode season five is actually currently winning. So you may have to, if these guys because get their you don't drivers, have a dirty, you don't have a dirty minded audience. Clearly, I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they couldn't change their vote after you said that. <laughs> oh, no I, I, see, I see. Or they're mm. thinking, ah, well, you know, Connor dead anyway. How dirty are you? Gonna. <laughs> Chuck A reminds us of Spaceballs, of course, where uh, Mel Brooks shows up with his rear end in the front part. And he goes, why didn't anybody tell me my ass was this big uh, mm-hmm. in the movie Spaceballs? Anybody that's I, seen that and loves it. I saw it. I hadn't realized that. Maybe I maybe I subconsciously stole that bit from. Well, it was <laughs> just his butt in the front of his bathing suit area, not on his face area. Mm-hmm. You put your own artistic twist to it. I was just like, you made it you better. Being, being cast as the crew man. Your butt will be your will be where your face should be, by the way. So just be prepared for that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Before they we get into some in. serious business, uh, <laughs> B, BL asks, did John explain his <clears throat> shirt? Oh, yes. This is oh. a, I think I have to stand up. Am I wearing pants? Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> This is a, a Dartmouth. Med- yeah, I uh, ah. people started giving me medical shirts. Somebody gave me a Harvard shirt. How somebody cute. gave me a Dartmouth oh, shirt. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I walk, but no, no, because people want you to perform like emergency tracheotomies, and they're now they're asking you for like you know why do I have an endocrine? Mm. Just have the shirt, man. So <laughs> I, yeah, I um, somebody did actually. I was having a conversation with somebody, and I thought they were being awfully like sort of like you know deferential to me for no obvious reason i thought yeah i, I was on a television show i said no you went to harvard medical school <laughs> and that and that of course yes bonus can you take a look at this mm. mall <laughs> yeah. so we do I don't have know a why doctor in the house don't do that though just like buy mm. real art t-shirts to make people you know make them think that like yeah. you've got like going on Totally. We do have a doctor in the house. Dr. Anne-Marie Siegel is an MD, of course. So she will take a look at that mole for anybody that needs it. But it's time to get down to business, <laughs> everybody. Um, John Billingsley has something very important to promote and to talk about, even more important than Star Trek, if you can believe that. And uh, John, we appreciate everything that you do. Can you please tell us what that is? Wow, I've been I've been so frivolous, and now I'm going to have to get serious. I am halfway on the board of a wonderful I'm on the board of a wonderful organization called the Hollywood Food Coalition here in Los Angeles. We um, serve a hot, nutritious, multi-course meal seven nights of the week. Haven't missed a night in 37 years to all comers, 
And additionally, we help our clients attach and get involved with other social service organizations that can address some of their other needs. We have a medical dental vision band coming from UCLA. We work with drug and alcohol rehabilitation counselors. We work with housing programs. We rescue 3 million pounds of food a year. We share it with about 150 other not-for-profits to buttress and augment their meal services. And finally, we work with a lot of community groups to kind of identify what are the systemic problems that only a, a village can solve. We need more refrigeration. We need more transportation. We need more of everything to help take care of a hungry population. This is a wonderful organization I've been involved with for years. And I started a couple of years ago doing a, a charity event to raise money for them. And it's called Trek Talks. This year is on January 13. It is an eight-hour Jerry Lewis-esque, I play Jerry Lewis, digital telethon we have a raft of star trek guests last year we had scott bacula and anson mount we've had jerry ryan this year we've got a wonderful picard panel with a number of the guests from a number of the stars from picard season three we have backstage guests we have producers and showrunners and designers you name it so it's a wonderful uh, convention in essence where you don't have to wear pants if you don't want to we nice. encourage you to contribute to the Hollywood Food Coalition, but obviously there's no obligation. One of the things we ask people is if you want to watch, but you don't feel like you've got the scratch, just spread the word on our behalf. Mm -hmm. Last year, we made about $110,000. The year before that, we made about eighty. We're hoping we can keep growing the audience, growing the audience, and uh, generate more revenue for Kofoco. Uh, there's also part of this that I really like to talk about, which is one of the things we started doing was kind of um, figuring out how could we continue to grow a message that within this amazing franchise, there's such a, a huge heart and a vision that is Roddenberry's vision of service and coalition building. So we created our own podcast, which is called Trektivism, which basically is designed to tell the stories of the fans and what fans are doing to make their communities a better place. And finally, we're really interested in trying to encourage celebrity philanthropy and to break down any kind of barriers that exist between fans and celebrities so that we can all kind of work together to make the world a better place. Hofoco is my vehicle, but I'm very interested generally in how people who have had the good fortune that I've had to do this silly work can kind of bring what they want to support forward in a way that can, you know, lift all boats. John, uh, hofoco.org, that's H-O-F-O-C-O.org. Um, beyond the obvious of bringing hot plates of food to people and giving them options, what if they're vegetarian and homeless or they need money? You have these different kinds of options. But beyond that, can you tell people where the money goes to things that may not be obvious like you know uh cooking oil or things like that or yeah. transportation let me, let me start with the meal because that is the first thing that people think of uh five bucks by the dinner for somebody who has perhaps not eaten that day this might be the only meal they're going to get and to your point ryan and it's really very foundational for us we believe in the dignity of choice that for people who may be you know uh treated poorly all day long when they come to us we always start by saying welcome thank you for coming what would you like? We have a vegetarian op op option, a vegan option, a carnivorian option, a different kind of starch, green salad, fruit salad, rolls. What kind of dessert would you like? What kind of beverage? It, it is really important to treat people with deep compassion. It's also how you build relationships. 
So one of the other places where the money goes is for us to have navigators. Navigators get to know our clients and get to help our clients move into some of these programs I mentioned earlier. In addition, we also hand out hats and shoes and shirts and socks and tents and toiletry kits, lunch uh, uh, boxes, laundry vouchers, bus passes, you name it. So we try and kind of, in essence, create almost a one-stop shopping center for people who are experiencing homeless homelessness. Um, the thing that we've tried to do is to keep our administrative costs down, but we run a giant warehouse. Three million pounds of food comes in and needs to be processed, mulched, sorted, stored, inventoried, and then shared. So some of the money is going this year to expand that warehouse space. We're, we're going to be moving from a, uh, a 3,000 square foot space to, we hope, a 7,000 square foot space. Wow. It wow. isn't just the weight. And that's something that's really important for me to kind of talk about. It's not about 3 million pounds of food a year. It's about 150 small not-for-profits that we are helping to support. And mm -hmm. if you think about, for instance, a, a shelter for, um, for battered women, um, I'll pull something out of my ass because we do all sorts of work with all sorts of groups. 20 women in that program, and there's a lot going on. Frequently, well, the problem is they don't have a full kitchen, as a for instance. Mm -hmm. They need prepackaged food. We try and provide it. Or they have some rudimentary kitchens, but they don't necessarily uh, get greens. We try and make sure they get that. It's really concierge level. We work with the people who run each of these programs to try and get them exactly what they need for the population they have as often as they need it. And that's the kind of thing we want to keep building on, because these are the small groups serving really, really um, important populations that tend to fall through the cracks in the system. Feeding mm -hmm. America, which is an amazing organization, is runs a giant food rescue organization. But the nature of size and scale, their gag is, OK, we've got two pallets of okra. Take it or leave it. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of that's not us. Uh, love them we're trying to do something different it's based in the same intimacy and scale of one-on-oneness that defined our meal program and has defined us for 37 or 80 years i think one of the most important words that you said in my mind that jumped out was dignity because yeah. it's you're treating people like people and sometimes we forget to treat people like people especially those that are less fortunate and when you said toiletry kit that really hammers that point home because that's something if you're if you're starving and you you don't have you know the the means to get food, a toiletry kit's even further down that list of what yeah. you can or can't get. And so what you're providing is things that most humans can get on their own. But if somebody is going hungry, that's going to be the last thing they're going to get. And you're really providing them with that. We also we use the phrase "food is a way in." And the thing I think is really important is that because people know that every night we're here and they can get a hot meal, mm -hmm. they come back. And as we get to know them, we can introduce them. One of the challenges of working in this field is that there's a great and obviously understandable deal of mistrust. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to encourage someone to consider getting off the street and into a housing program, for instance. They're afraid they'll be separated from their pet, from their friends, from their community. There's a tremendous amount of trust one has to engender before you can begin to have a conversation about the pros and the cons. Consider, we'll make sure we don't arbitrarily assign you. Let's introduce you to a program where you'll get to have a say. The food, the good food, 
provided every night allows the beginning of a relationship. And I think that's where we we really kind of what's foundational to us is is start where people want to start. Can I have something to eat? Yeah. Yes. Just like building really on amazing. that. So yeah. I watched I watched the first two years every second. It's like one of the highlights of my year. And I just it's such a magical day. And the Star Trek content is just like primo content. I mean <laughs> aside Oh, as good as virtual Trekcon. <laughs> okay, I, I want to share but, um, some, of our, some of our guests. I, I, uh, I yes, should, and right? while you're doing that, like it's just like I was the first year. I was kind of like, well, it's Hollywood, and I'm in New York, and we have our own stuff. But then I right. started watching it. I was like, and I just I never saw a program with so much dignity, and that includes mm-hmm. like med school. You have to volunteer all the time. I mean. You, you'd like to, but you also have to. And for um, college to get into med school and med school to get into residency. And like, you see all these different programs and never in any big city in America have I seen one with so much dignity. I was so inspired. And I was like, oh, I'm so well, happy to support it because it's just such an amazing role model for other programs. And so, you know, there's something so that proud. means a lot. There's something that means a lot to me. I mean, there's amazing work being done all over the country. And it's something that I, I always want to speak to because, Yes, there's there certainly places that might you, you one might say, well, why don't I? And my answer to that is great. <laughs> I mean, great. It, the the impulse to give back, the impulse to be generous, the impulse. I I don't mm-hmm. believe that that charities and and organizations such a, a, as mine should be in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Let a hundred flowers bloom. Mostly, what I'm interested in is helping to stimulate people's impulse to be generous and people's impulse to be involved in their community. I think, as much as anything, for me, these last eight years have been, you know, highlight years because I, I got to dig in so deeply. I was for a while the volunteer co-executive director, and then the board oh, wow. president. This has been, and I set my acting career aside to do this work. It it has been incredibly transformative and joyful and liberating for me. And I, I feel as I when I travel around and I talk to people, if it's always like gets if it gets political and I'm very political, but nonetheless, I find when it gets cantankerous, it's like, can we reset the conversation? What do you do that you feel is virtuous and kind in your community that gives you the most joy? Mm-hmm. I've never found that to not work. Mm-hmm. Because you know, everybody has the impulse. Some people, you know, maybe it's buried. Some people, you know, come to the forefront a little bit more. But we all have a human impulse to want to give back. I think that's was was Roddenberry's point. Absolutely, it's okay. very clear. Dave, everybody feels Dave that Gregory's impulse. Gregory's here in the live chat. I remember. So Dave Gregory lives in Michigan, but when he visits LA, <laughs> he volunteers with. Hollywood Food Coalition for a couple of days. Oh, yes, I've heard about it. Yes, yes, I know. Thank you, Dave. We love Dave Gregory, who is celebrating uh, Justin Weir's birthday right now with him. So shout out to Dave Gregory and Justin Weir. But John, we know you have to go in just a second here. Before you go, two quick things. One is we put the hofoco.org link in the live chat, everybody. So A, it's Friday. You're having a good day. Why not click that link and just donate right now? Just we hey, got our people first, need to be fed for the holidays. We got our I bet first one hundred dollar donation for Trek Talks the other night. I got nice. my development director said, "Hey, I saw that. 
<laughs> nice. And the second thing is, John, uh, you owe us a guest list. I believe you told us you'd show oh, yeah, us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was looking for it. And where did I put it? Do I have? I, you I, know I, what? I, then it's probably on like, the website. You know what? We've got it on yes. the website. Check this out. Yeah. Terry Metalis, Tom Wright, Aaron Waltke, Michelle Hurt. Whoa, boy, these are amazing people, yeah, wonderful humans. Yeah. Ethan Phillips, Tawny Newsom, Don Lewis, Jonathan Del Arco, oh. Dan and Kevin Hageman, the troublemakers, and Nami Melamad. <laughs> that's so cool. Awesome. And that's just so far. Oh, so, yeah. There's many, there's many more than that that have already committed. We're about 80% there. We've still got a few headliners we're trying to nail down. But um, it, it's going to be a great show. And I love the mix, too, because mm. we we bop back and forth. One of my favorite panels every year is the Tractivism panel. This year, Ty Phoenix, who who uh, is uh, is Trek the Vote, for those of Ooh. you who know Trek the Vote. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, which And I adore that work. Um, she's so in the forefront of trying to really make sure that we all do our civic you know, duty and and pay attention and during election season she's going to be there mark sickle from star trek family um some some just uh, sid city is going to be represented we've got nice. women awesome. we've got some amazing scientists um I, I really i appreciate that my my team's desire to tell the entire star trek story you know so it's amazing it's beautiful so and, everybody, and Bonnie Gordon is my is my co-host, yes. and she is she is uh, absolutely yes. beguiling. I, in fact, I just I sort of say just beguile, Bonnie, mm -hmm. beguile. <laughs> I'll, I'll be. No, we love we love Bonnie Gordon for sure. She's one mm -hmm. of the best. We love her to death. Last year, they uh, were like, if you donate in the next five minutes, Bonnie will write you a jingle, and I got she wrote me a jingle, and it was amazing. <laughs> now, I, I have to. I. I uh, or the other option was, I will write you a poem. My poetry Ooh. makes Bonnie's jingles ass. We'll see about that in January. <laughs> I'm just saying, because her jingle is like, -da 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 -da. my poem is a poem. <laughs> we do have some amazing raffle prizes for people who donate at certain levels. They get entered into a raffle. And so awesome. some prizes include a trip to the Magic Castle. Bonnie and I will, will wine you and dine you for a night at the Magic Castle in Los Angeles. Um, at the Vegas convention, the special kickoff party held at some fancy hotel suite. Come and be our guest at that. We've got memorabilia. We've got a signed poster that's got everybody under the sun that has been donated of, of some Star Trek image. I can't remember which one. Um, cool stuff all around. We've got interstitials, that uh, little little videos from the Hollywood Food Coalition, musical interludes, escapades, antics. <laughs> Sounds wow. zany. Uh, that's trektalks.net. It's spelled the way it sounds, trektalks.net, everybody. And of course, hofoco.org. You can jump on that right now. You don't even have to wait until January 13th for that. Uh, but John, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know you got to go party. You've earned it. Um, <laughs> I don't have to go party. You've got to talk about Star Trek. Let it be. <laughs> let the let the record know. I'm not leaving you. You're leaving me. Well, 50 50. I am the Maybe. But that's right. I, you have you've got important things to talk about, and God knows I wouldn't have. Wow. I wouldn't have anything to contribute. But I'm everybody oh, in the live chat has been mm -hmm. throwing so yes. many compliments your way, John. They love you, and we all really appreciate you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you January 13th. Likewise. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate you. Lovely evening. I'm going to go drink some more meat. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I thought we were talking about Star Trek, though. (laughs) (laughs) Man, my cheeks are sore. Me too. (laughs) He just makes Enterprise sparkle for me. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Dr. Fox. You know, he's just so witty, just so fast. I, my brain can't I process. Have, I should have said it that earlier when he was here to appreciate that. But I remember in the first episode when I first saw Enterprise, the day that it came out, I fell in love with Doctor Flox. I was like, wow, what a fun yeah. and cool character. Just like I loved the EMH before him and Voyager. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it just going to be like doctors throughout that are just going to like carry Wait these shows yes. for me? Yes. <laughs> All right. What a night. So, late December 1963. I know that, that one. Yes. Yes. I know that song, one. Right. It's in Sherlock. <laughs> special time for me. Uh, okay. So, there we go. Should we get a first order of business, which is gingerbread Borg? Oh. Gingerbread Borg. Mm hmm. Are you talking about the Eve England? I guess I am. Okay, so everybody... (laughs) I kind of wanted to show John Billingsley because his wife was in the Enterprise Borg episode. Oh, blast. I was too starstruck. I forgot. As my dad says, dad, blast it. Whoa, dad. Maybe that's something dads say. Uh, (laughs) You have to wait until you're a dad before you can... Uh, Okay, so this is from a website called (laughs) twitter.com. This is our good friend, Eve England, out in Wales, who's sleeping right now, I'll just bet. This is one of her best creations, December 6, 2020, when she made the Enterprise Gingerbread with Linus as the star. And the Discovery crew. It's so good. So cute. Look at that. The whole Discovery crew. It was, look at this. Look at that. Unbelievable. It has a website where she walks you through every step of the journey. It's just amazing. To the journey. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, back to work, everybody. So, we scroll down. Oh, by the way, everybody, have you voted on the 2024 Lappy Awards? We mentioned that before. Go to any part of Twitter and these things are up. That's an ugly looking thing, but it sure is the link to click on to vote. And please tell all your friends because the more people vote, the more accurate of a representation this is. And now we have to have Flocks win for Best ABBA cover band. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Scrolling down here, Eve England out in Wales. At Evie England says, Christmas is here. Resistance is futile. This year's gingerbread inspired by the episode Q Who Wait a minute. She watched that with us on the seventh rule. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy holidays, she says. But check this out. I would eat the shit out of that. Wow. That's delicious. That's incredible. The board keep is landing. It's landing. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's artistry. so adorable. <clears throat> I just can't even get over that board artistry. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, Look at the, the attention detail. to detail. Yeah. The yeah. ridges in the gingerbread. Yeah. I'm like, yep. how is this done? Even, 
look, even this has ridges, even the belt. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, uh, Jenny, you're quite the artist. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think this could be one of the greatest gingerbread <laughs> creations I've ever seen. Oh, the detail, also, the yeah. color, the composition. So I think it's, she did like hard candy melted to do these like little triangles right? for paints. Yes. And then there's a yes. lot inside. Yes. <laughs> so much work. <laughs> Incredible. Who has time? <laughs> she's too she's too good for great british british bake-off mm -hmm. it's amazing agreed i thought yeah. you said break up at first i was like what's no, it's, going I on tried to, like, say it in i'm like that is hard to say it lights up wow i know <laughs> yeah it's incredible see and what's amazing this this might just be my family at the end of the well actually in July, when we got firecrackers, mm -hmm. we blow up our gingerbread houses. She could redo <laughs> Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine by shoving a firecracker in that. Like it, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving, right here. That's a great <laughs> idea, actually. Her cat's name is Starbucks. She'll just say, "Starbuck Fire." Fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amazing. Good job, Eve England, out in Wales. Always wow. up in the ante for everybody. Pretty. Freaking amazing. If you don't eat it, blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> that mm -hmm. guy finally got some love. So, Sometimes yeah. when you do I eat it, comments, you blow it like up. a screenshot of just <laughs> like that random pork. <laughs> He's like, he deserves that. Yeah. So you so guys good. want to talk a little bit about the news of the day, only because there's some big news to discuss. Um, and this is from our good friends over at Trek Movie. Dot com you may have heard of them it says first official image from the set of star trek strange new worlds season three is released is that it right there Ooh. i thought it said ticket <laughs> says take <laughs> <laughs> someone wants a crossover yeah oh there's a, a different shot of it here check this suit everybody Yeah, so this is uh, ah, the yes. Clapper uh, director, Chris Fisher. That's our good buddy. We know him. Uh, looks like cameras, Benji Bakshi, December 12th, mm -hmm. 2023. That was three days ago. Uh, scene 115C, take one. Boy, this is fun. That was tweeted out by Star Trek on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, that looks like uh, Instagram. Yes. But then there's also, check this out. We know her. That looks like Nurse Chapel. Jess Bush has an image of her. She's just taking a selfie <laughs> with, uh, of her wearing <laughs> uh, a beanie with the, uh, oh, it's a Strange New Worlds beanie. That's pretty cool. Season three. Season three. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's kind of cool. Imagine being the embroidery shop that was like commissioned to do that. Just be like, oh, Star Trek, yes. Right. Or they're like, Star Trek, what the heck is that? There are two extremes in this world. It's true. It is true. Hot and cold are the only two I know. Yeah. Trek and not Trek. Oh. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, we call cold them toques up cold. here, right? Yeah. You call them what? Tukes. 
Yeah, that's a toque. Beanie. The you call the beanies toques? toques. How do you spell that? It's a way cooler B-O-Q-U-E. way to say it. O-Q-U-E. Oh, and you even spell it yeah. funny. Wow. It's French. <laughs> Breaking Bad. <laughs> T-U-Q-U-E. That's, that's French. T-O-Q-U-E. Wait. Or talk. I, I I don't know what it would be T- actually if it was O Q U E. Tuk. But because we're in Canada, we say tuk. <laughs> it's it's cuter tuk. that way. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So like the Australians calling flip flops thongs. Like it's exactly. just way more fun. <laughs> you know, it's more fun. That's funny that you should mention that because the, the, f- the word for it in French is tong, right? Thong, mm. right? And also, so I grew up as a kid calling them thongs. And then as I got older in my childhood, I don't know if that was six or 12, but it was somewhere in there. I remember going like, oh, that's also means another thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll start. What do you guys call them? Flip flop. Maybe I'll start calling them flip flops then. <laughs> Because, you know, French was my first language, so I always just, I didn't know that thong, you know. And so there I was just telling other kids, oh, let me get my thongs real quick. I got to I gotta go. Oh, no, let's play, but I got to go grab my thongs first. So I'm glad I learned that before I got too old. Yeah, that would have just been, yeah. But you, but Australians still call them thongs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. so they say it all the time on bluey <laughs> i'm not ashamed <laughs> and marie your thoughts oh, i love it oh uh, you know i by mistake looked at i forgot what i sent you for today and i just saw this like <laughs> prodigy songs and so sorry i got distracted by like how brilliant this thing is yeah uh I prodigy like thongs yes <laughs> Mm. good (laughs) amazing but like the last thing about that one this article we're talking about now is that it has specific dates for filming for uh strange new world and section 31 Mm. which i don't know that i had seen the specific start and end dates so for strange new worlds it goes through may 21st and then for section 31 it's january 29th through march 13th so that is exciting. very good information, Anne Marie. Mm-hmm. Here we were talking about Australia and thongs and no, flip no, no, no. I love Australia. Ridiculous! I'm, I'm obsessed with Australian television. I've been watching <laughs> so much Fisk. <laughs> so, uh, this says the uh, continuation of the article says season three, uh, this of Strange New Worlds, was originally set to start filming at the beginning of May, but the double strikes put that on hold. That makes it sound fun. Filming for the 10-episode season is scheduled for just over five months and is scheduled to wrap on May 21st, as Anne-Marie said, 2024. Produced at CBS Stages in Mississauga, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. But Section 31, here's something interesting. Um, Section 31 begins filming Monday, January 29th. With a shoot planned for six weeks. That's right. That's so short. Six wow. weeks. That is really actually, short. When you think about over five weeks, five months for Stranger Worlds. That's like two weeks an episode, which I mean, that's not that much longer an episode than the 90s. It's just that they're only mm-hmm. shooting five, a little over five months a year instead of like whatever it was before 10 or 11 months. 
Right. But yeah. so this section 31 movie is basically yeah. the sh the amount of shoot time of three episodes. That's what we're talking about. Six that's old right. episodes or three new ones. I guess that, that works. That's not bad then. Yeah. But it's just like, that's when I, I'll be hyper alert for on Twitter to see what everybody's tweeting from Toronto. Mm -hmm. So exciting. How close to Toronto, Jenny, is Mississauga? Mississauga? Oh. It says, <laughs> it says bloody Mississauga. It's, it, it, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's on the periphery. It's kind of technically like almost a suburb of Toronto, but Toronto's pretty okay. big and sprawly. So it's, yeah. Oh no, you're right. It's a U not U a. So yeah, that and does Matt not, Bergman's it does not say. <laughs> What's that? Wow. Matt Boardman's grandma used to live there. Wow. I didn't know wow. that. That's cool. That's cool. That's a good fact. Shout out mm. to Matt Boardman and hello, Katie. The we see Matt you. Boardman. Portia. What is up? Uh, Fran Iverson had a birthday recently, I believe. Uh, so happy birthday to her yet again. And Kathy D, hello, Bob D, and everybody. Kathy D is says saying saga, saga, <laughs> say it right. <laughs> Kathy D's last, she says sawaga. No, I, I, I just, I don't know words. <laughs> have no meaning on a friday night it's all just screams internally <laughs> okay what's up one trek fan who's also jumping on the make fun of ryan bandwagon i see you we can't all be canadian sorry nope one of my greatest joys is coming here on tuesdays and fridays to hear you guys say toronto one of my faves <laughs> How do you guys say it? <laughs> Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> but I and love it. I love it because you all like give it such like care. I really, I, 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 I like that a lot. Every syllable. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. And when I see Ottawa, we, we say Ottawa, but yeah. I hear Canadians say Ottawa. That's how I hear it when they, they go, how do I say Ottawa? It? Ottawa. Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> 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 we say ottawa yeah 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 there is that yeah wow which reminds me you guys know what the dumbest grass is the dumbest kind Ooh. of grass what is the dumbest kind of grass it's the same as the dumbest island bermuda mm. okay <laughs> oh my god did you get that like from a pop popsicle stick <laughs> oh my god <laughs> We've been overdue for a Ryan joke. Maybe. <laughs> no, I got it from a friend and I totally made fun of him for how stupid it was, but I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> to say. It's too bad Walter wasn't here to appreciate it. I think yes. he would leave. So <laughs> here's the next item up for bid, everybody. Uh, Anne Marie Seagull mentioned it just a second ago. This I mean, is also this from is Trek like... Movie. Oh, okay. It's entitled Work on Star Trek Prodigy Season 2 Has Been Completed. Well, it's this one officially... we kind of already talked about a couple days ago, but the, this one has more pictures, and I just love all the pretty pictures. Ooh. Yeah. It's officially, officially, officially completed. Dan and Kevin Hagman tweet out, 
just mixed our final episode of Star Trek Prodigy Season 2. Five incredible years of our lives have gone into Prodigy, and we could not be more proud of the work from our amazing team. May this series inspire and welcome all into the Star Trek universe. Season 1 on Netflix this Christmas. That worries me. When they say five incredible years of our lives know, have I'm gone like, into this, it makes me feel like they're saying this so far. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you guys think? Does that sound a little like they're saying that's that? I think we're all just like a little, little nervous. Twitchy? Coming yeah. out of what happened. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we're twitchy. <laughs> maybe, yeah, Aww. maybe it's been such a, you know, long road getting from there to here. Um, uh, but also, but especially with you know that period of you know will will season two ever be seen? Maybe there's some relief in that. Yeah, you know maybe maybe it's 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 less about saying this is the end and more about like finally the you know what what we've envisioned is happening. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, I agree. I but. Scrolling down a bit more, Aaron Waltke addresses this a little bit as well. Uh, Aaron J. Waltke says, who's also writer-producer on the show, he says, for those asking, I remain hopeful mm -hmm. for the future and proud of what we accomplished so far. Be mm -hmm. sure to watch season one this Christmas. Okay, so it sounds like I remain hopeful for the future. Ooh, I don't. That doesn't sound as positive as I'd like. Well, um, we just all need to be like pressing play right on Christmas when it drops. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what it and is. And here's another yeah. thing that makes me really hopeful: the Prodigy Writers Room continues to tweet like on a daily basis, which I'm like, wow, there's that's amazing. I don't know any mm. other show that has a writers room that tweets like every day, and all the yeah all the times they're not in production or their show isn't airing. So on that note, I shared a a, a retweet from them. It happened a couple of days ago that's very festive and very brilliant. So they they basically scour the internet for me and find like the best content ever. <laughs> Who the the writer's the room? Uh the prodigy writer's room. Oh, by the way, but there is a, a writer's room that does tweet more than them, and uh it's the bluey writer's room, as Okay, I'm looking for this it. thing. Okay. Oh, here it is. It is it it's the Red Lady fun. Saved Star Trek Prodigy? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So I'm reading this blind. It's brilliant. figuratively speaking. In celebration of Prodigy being released <laughs> at Christmas, I give you a festive song to mark the occasion. Deep breath. On oh one of fourteen, get serious! It's oh a thread gosh. that says one of fourteen. Was, what kind of share it? If some of them were, think we need? no, some are so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> like scroll till five, scroll to five, scroll till five, scroll to five. There we go. <laughs> I'm like so excited for this. Anne Marie, it's brilliant. Have another I'm drink. So <laughs> Wow, this is nuts. I no, it's on. a tongue twister because some of the word they couldn't find a five, so it's like okay, so I'll scroll to five. Yeah. Uh okay. <laughs> so I mean it's really well done. Okay, so here's five, even though it 
Oh, there it is. Five of 14. Okay. That sounds, that's your Borg designation. Yes. On the fifth day of Christmas, my Netflix gave to me finally a hug, four Murphy oh, limbs, three Valnacott, two holograms on a track show Jay-Man. called Prodigy. Mm-hmm. You gotta get your heart into it. Actually, yeah. no, this is yes. so good. <laughs> Actually, this is pretty good. You're right. That's great. It's brilliant. I, I want to see the last amazed. one. There we go. Okay. 14 wait, of 14. Uh, you have to go oh, wait. Further. Oh, this is so much work. Okay. On the 12th day of Christmas, my Netflix gave to me an evil living construct. Body swapping antics, dreadnought as a table, Okana with an eye patch, live logs and proper, Janeway without coffee, teehee, six kids escaping. Finally, a hug, four Murphy limbs, three Vaunacott, two holograms on a Trek show called Prodigy. Yay! That's part of the whole thing is the like (laughs) gif or gif that's used for each one. It's just it's perfection. Oh, well done. That must have taken forever. So everybody, you could find that easily just by going to the uh, Star Trek Prodigy writers room, and they have quote tweeted that. That's the best way to find it. Big shout out to the Red Lady at. Unionize Orion, but spelled with an A instead of an O. Interesting. Wonder what that means. Ooh, Muhammad Noor is here. Hey, just in time to learn a new song. <laughs> I'm so pumped. That's why I went to Kohl's and bought like all this holiday jewelry. And then Aww. I saw this, and I was like, "Yes, I'm in the spirit." It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have there, any in New York tonight. Jewelry. There's actually a Peldar Joy like holiday party. That Darlene oh, Marie runs, and somebody dresses up as Santa Cork, and they have like the Peldar Joy Gratitude Festival, like scene by scene. They have like those ropes that light up from like Gosh. Menards or Home Depot, and so it looks like they're pouring <clears throat> things that are like glowing into a bowl, and then everybody writes down like what they're grateful for and puts it in a big bowl. It's really cute. amazing. Yeah. So Peldar Joy. <laughs> Held our joy. Held Shout out joy. to TJ Jackson Bay out in Missouri, who's joining us. Hello, the Trek review. Oh, he's saying mean things about me too. Uh, like everybody. Now, Dr. Muhammad Noor says he loves the new song. So everybody stay tuned. Next time Dr. Noor is on the main viewer, he will be singing the entire song memorized too so we're looking forward to that muhammad can carry a tune like a champ actually going to change number two to two amazing science consultants on prodigy because muhammad (laughs) consults for season two oh yep oh wow Hmm. all right so do you any of you have uh holiday jewelry i don't not at this moment at all but you guys I have own i didn't know that was such iceberg. a thing i have like four dozen slap bracelets from oriental trading <laughs> so that like anytime i go to a party i hand them out they're so fun amazing slap bracelets like make a, a lights necklace 
somewhere. Mm. Yeah. One of those. Somewhere. Mm. I have a. I haven't worked with the public in a while, so oh, that, no, that no, used no. to be. <laughs> how, I have well, how nice. That are like red and green um, Cisco kid, like that. Um, the oh, Cisco nice. the, like, yeah. The shield emblem from when Sorok's sister was selling them. Mm-hmm. I have a that's, next generation cool. button. That's wow, kind of. Oh, I love that. That's so festive. <laughs> that's such a I could put lights around Odo's bucket. Mm-hmm. I love that. Decorate it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's gold, a, um... you could like put it on the string of lights and just have a. <laughs> Have a fairy mm-hmm. light of Odo buckets. I have it's a festive Riker postcard that yes, I have on my computer. Hang on, hang on. One oh, set. There beautiful. it is. Oh, yeah. That should this, be a light this switch cover. This one I've had since I was like 14. That should be a light switch <laughs> cover. And then. Didn't I? Oh my God, Ryan! It would be on it like his chest. <laughs> You're flicking his nipple on and off? Like, no, his sternum. Aww. You guys. He needs to go see Doc Flox. If that's the sternum you're flicking. <laughs> hmm. Sternum looks a little... Uh... <laughs> so anyway, I thought you guys would have had some kind of <laughs> Star Star Trek or, or, or holiday jewelry. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought people got like holiday sweaters, but I didn't mm-hmm, know holiday mm-hmm. jewelry was a thing. I found a red... Plan. Maybe um, we need to make it a thing. I love bracelets. Yeah. Actually, Star Trek official shop has holiday merch, but I don't think jewelry. Really? So, yeah, some sweaters. Hmm. Oh, no, there's a girl. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember her booth. She makes exclusive Star Trek ornaments, like hand makes them. She had a moopsie. Uh, she was at GalaxyCon mm. Columbus. Oh, I've seen a I, picture of that. Yeah. Amazing. She had this whole tree filled up. That's so awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. There should be a moopsie pillow. So yes. our friend Jeremiah, who has like the cool like start like the stop motion um like Voyager and Prodigy videos, he sent me the most amazing Star Trek New Year's card last year that was Jake and Nog in tuxedos, cheersing with champagne. I was like, this is oh, the best holiday card of all time. Wow. And then I sent one to Bree Belke, who's another massive Voyager fan. And it's like a 3D like pop-up thing of New York City skyline for New Year's. And then she added a Voyager Voyager. Oh. So it looks like because they're fireworks also. So it looks like mm. the Voyager's oh. returning to Earth, but to New York instead. Awesome. And we get to her cruise door decorations, which is the ultimate compliment. Wow. <laughs> I didn't find any festive uh any you know thing, but I did find this in my drawer. It's I can't even open it. Here we go. It's like little black licorice chunky pieces <laughs> from wow. France. From France. Wow. Oh. Oh. All of a sudden, you just pass out. You're like, oh. yeah, it's pretty potent. That's <laughs> super festive. Gastrozan. Zon. Gastrozan. Jenny, you seem like you might like black licorice. I hate to disappoint you on that note, Ooh. but I don't so much. I like nice licorice tea sometimes. Mm, that's really good. Mm, yeah. That tastes woody. Black licorice in my teeth isn't like mm. in there and it tastes. What about black licorice bubblegum? 
that might be a little rough. But I had to chew that for a cosplay because I was committed to the bit. Um, <sighs> I, I think I had like 260 pieces of black licorice bubble gum because I ordered a bulk from Amazon and didn't read that thoroughly enough, apparently. So if anyone wants black licorice bubble gum, I still have some. It's stale. But the smell's there. You could watch a whole like season of Star ride. Trek and chew 10 per episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be torture. Kind of weird, though. But here's another because very important I'm thing, everybody. I'm really into this time of year because sometimes there's like less real news and more like really weird and quirky news. <laughs> oh, well, this is, this is, is real news. This is real news. ScreenRant.com, our good friend. Oh, look at that. John Archiola, that's back of the head. Ooh. I'll bet you John Archiola is out right now. He was drinking NyQuil an hour ago. He is done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he left us, he left us <laughs> on, but he is out right now. <laughs> uh so he writes for screenrant.com. This is based on like say had a screen of Picard and then also a Zoom call either yesterday or today all the or yesterday or the day before mm. all the days run together but john is so awesome and wrote it up because i was like man i wish i could see this and know what they're talking oh, about oh nice so john did that for us excellent wow. i haven't seen that yet yeah okay. but you just yeah we just see the little it. pictures yes so i'm like good yeah yeah strange new worlds cast drops season three and ortegas teases uh rebecca romaine says i'm gonna go ahead and say it for season three, get ready for some more Tagus. Anson Mount nice. says, there's nothing I can tell you. It's in my contract. They get to cut off a finger if I tell you anything. Ask Jonathan Frakes. He lets stuff <laughs> slip a lot. He's missing a whole hand. <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask James Doohan. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He <laughs> lost his finger in a much more noble way. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, that man is a freaking hero. Jess Bush mm -hmm. says, they also don't really tell us. Sally Rose Gooding says, we don't know. But Anson Mount then says, I can tell you that the genre conversation has continued. And what's interesting is, I believe the strike is what got in the way of our between seasons conversations. And so when we come back to the table and Akiva says, this is what we've got planned, I was amazed that there were a couple of ideas on there that came out of my notes. That, that stuff I was going to pitch. There's some really fun ideas and some really good character development that we're all excited to tackle. Captain's pitching things. Interesting. Another musical. <laughs> so John Argyola is in the live chat. He said it is a great hour-long interview with his favorite cast. I, I suspected because Chrissy Chong's in it. Um, <laughs> and he says the video link is in the article. So that's awesome. Awesome. I love the sinister sneer Anne-Marie said when she said Chrissy Chong's in it. So I bet it's his favorite <laughs> cast. <laughs> I'm shipping uh, him. <laughs> you are yes so back of the head i don't know how you survived an hour after nyquil but that stuff that'll knock you out mm -hmm. katie how do you feel about nyquil i've never had it i, I, I had a feeling in a perpetual <laughs> state of exhaustion like i don't need that <laughs> 
Yeah. You, you cut see... off my cat, my sugar, and I'm done. All right. You see, Jenny, NyQuil is an American product. I'm, I'm not actually familiar with it. So I'm not actually familiar. We yeah. take when we're ill. And mm -hmm. I'm not really sure if it does anything besides knock us out, but that's good enough. Just till you get better. You just sleep until you wake up well, right? Yeah. It's also yeah, uh, yeah. a cough suppressant, which is important. It lets mm -hmm. your throat rest. Absolutely. It always makes me laugh, though, when I see their commercials and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm out at the gym. I'm at the grocery store. I'm playing with my kids. I'm like, you're still contagious. <laughs> After 2020, I'm just like, it's not a cure. It's true. Not at all. It's true. And it's you know great for I'm a Buckley's sleep. girl myself. What is it? Buckley's? I like Buckley's. Please. What's that? Apparently, it's a Canadian product. <laughs> The cough syrup, the the uh the tagline is it tastes awful, but it works. <laughs> what a marketing ploy. I know. Yep, and it really does. Cool. See, does children's Tylenol. It's like mm -hmm. gritty grape. Can't beat it. Yep. Luckily, there it is. Oh, yeah, it's in French, too. Too sec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, they do have some other flavors, but original Buckley's basically tastes like eating Vicks VapoRub. Yum. Okay, I'd yeah. actually be down for that. Yeah. There Ooh, you go. This says All right. mucus and phlegm. <laughs> yeah. Or That's not the flavor. Mucosites. <laughs> Mucosities. Mucosities. What? What's the etymology of words that have the GM where the G is not pronounced like diaphragm or phlegm That's a here? Good question. That is a very good Am question. Amory, you're a doctor. Those are two medical things or biological things. Oh, okay. GM. Mm. What's another so word like that GM, has? GM. It's in like Italian at times. GM. Hmm. Yeah. It must be like old. I bet it's like old English or something. When... Yeah. Mm. Diagram to no that the G's bef well before that <laughs> the G's a couple before letters M away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any mm. others. Everybody in the live chat, if you can think of other words like diaphragm and phlegm that have the GM in which the G is sile, let us know. Mm. Silent. Ooh, Bob D says Buckley's has pine oil. Which is pretty damn good. Nice. I I had a feeling Bob D would know what, what was up with that. To consume? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to the uh suffer in silence method of nah, now nah, power through. It's fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh. Looks like it's Greek. Oh. Ooh. Hey, Greek and like late Latin. Oh, I'll take Greek. Yeah, your name's got to be Greek, Katie. Oh yes, Nicolau. Mm -hmm. oh, so if there's yeah. a nickel at your head, you're gonna say ow. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. It's memorable. It originally means in Latin, late Latin is clammy moisture of the body. Better. Could have gone my That's, entire life without yeah. hearing those words in yeah. two yeah, sentence together. <laughs> I'm so no, glad Ryan I came up for it. a word to not say that. <laughs> you scared off Ryan. 
Clammy moisture of the body. Yeah, that's- I said it again for you, just in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> well, that's our show. <laughs> anyway, oh, so yeah, it used to refer to like a lot of different things. It wasn't just specifically what we today know and love as phlegm. Lane Page is getting crazy in the live <laughs> chat. Uh, Jet Screamer says goodnight, everybody. See you later, Jet oh, Screamer. I'm so good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Chuck A says Barkley's cough syrup tastes like broccoli juice. Uh, <laughs> Reginald flavor. Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> Reginald flavor juice. <laughs> Amazing. So pine oil, and that tastes good. I mean, no, but it is good. According to Bob D. Oh. Thanks, Bob D. Okay. Oh, hilarious see, If I see pine oil, I'm going to like put it on my floor and use it to clean it or something. Like, I need more description. <laughs> yeah, pine oil. I don't know. Well, here's one more item for everybody to enjoy. Check this That's suit. Great. It's from redshirtsalwaysdie.com that's a place <laughs> any trekkies <laughs> any trekkies looking to get married soon check out las vegas hey do you guys remember when people used to get mad at being called trekkies they were trying mm. to pretend like that was a derogatory term i'm like what's wrong with really lost for a while yeah. like that would use it on snl to like make fun of people that's why trekkers happened and then Trekker I don't know. I never want to like stir up any hard feelings, so I always say Trek fans. Me too. Ah, mm-hmm. but I remember for a while it was like, "Don't call us Trekkies." It's yeah. definitely derogatory. Uh, like it definitely had that connotation, at least. But it's okay. It just means you like Star Trek. I do yeah. like how we've reclaimed exactly. the word. Like okay. you yeah. took the power of it being derogatory and took it away from them. They're like, "I like it." Boom. Mm-hmm. Like the Slap word nerd. Off. Like nerd yeah. is no yeah. longer a derogatory term because people are like, yeah, I am a nerd. Yeah. I'm jealous. I make money in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm your boss now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nerds rule the world. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, what what's the point of this article? Okay, Dr. well, first of all, I think it's hilarious that they start off with like some BBC.com um statistics. <laughs> great article. Basically. It's not like unlicensed. It's not official Star Trek. So also things are like a bit off. Like it's Captain Spurk or something. <laughs> there. I don't even see anything that's Star Trek related in this article. There are only two things I see that are Star Trek related, and they are here. It's naming all the things that it comes with. But then here it says, chapel and back, chapel fee. I'm like, oh, that's Star Trek. They're trying. I mean, I think it's really cool. If I was going to get married, I'd go to Vegas and do it. Or like a courthouse. This is very entertaining. But I think the real answer is if you're looking for a Star Trek buddy and do it at STLV where you can get the package to have like a Star Trek actor actually marry you. Yeah. That's a thing. Yes. What? Well, <laughs> I gotta mm-hmm. find a man now. Come on. 
one more thing on the plate. Yeah, and I want an invite. Mm-hmm. Or like our friend Kelly Wright married oh, yeah. people last last year, like in a sweet <clears throat> party. Just that was a sweet party. Hi, um, Kyle Paca, maybe. It's amazing. Amazing. But, That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> the casting cord thing really tickled me. Katie, there are some dudes in the live chat. Just saying. <laughs> There's one specific dude in the live chat actually that that throws back to our earlier conversation. Our friend Aaron Walsey has popped in oh, to say hey. we all remain optimistic, but are just feeling grateful for the show finding a home and reaching this milestone. Nice, fantastic, good catch there. I heard there's going to be a Jane Wade to coach a wedding in season two. <gasps> Dude, if oh, mm. <laughs> I don't heard, give my <laughs> I heard it was going to be Chakotay and Seven, and I, my sources have never been wrong about <laughs> yes. this. I heard that, like you know, <laughs> there are like twenty episodes. <laughs> I heard like nine or ten of the episodes are just like the two of them gallivanting and and building like bathtubs in the woods and stuff no, together if anybody's wearing seven it needs to be the emh oh, i love them together yes that would be fun oh They're my gosh so sweet together wait but didn't the emh have somebody too um allegedly like an end game but that's the future allegedly timeline. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if they brought him back for like if they did star trek legacy and they brought the e, like have the emh emh back and marry seven I would love that. I watch I someone to watch over me every month. It's I just watched it this oh, afternoon. I always watch that because then the next episode's eleven fifty nine, which is one of my other favorites, and especially mm-hmm. this time of year. But I watch it every month. It's so like Midwest and Y two K era or two thousand one. They really nail it. It's so special. Oh, Bridge Creek, Indiana. Exactly. <laughs> Well, there's Aaron, something happened in Scranton, in Canton, Ohio, this week in the news, and I was like, "Uh oh, I don't want to go to Canton, Ohio." It's a part of eleven fifty-nine. Which Hall of Fame is in Canton? Is it Baseball Hall of Fame? NFL, I think. Right? NFL. Yeah, you're probably right. That sounds right. So, Aaron Waltke in the live chat. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, you, I don't know if you were here when we were talking about Prodigy mm-hmm. earlier, but we are. Over the freaking moon, over every moon practically, mm-hmm. that Prodigy season two is completed. Obviously, we're very happy that season one has a home and now season two has a home. Obviously, nobody knows when we're going to see season two, but hey, one step at a time. Prodigy has a home. We're going to watch and promote the out of uh, season one on Netflix. That censoring was for you, Katie. And uh, <laughs> and then Netflix is going to be like, whoa, where did this spike mm-hmm. in views and clicks happen? And Star Trek nerds will be like, it's us and we want five seasons. And they'll be like, right. all right, but we'll see about season two first. And then they bring season two and we'll do the same thing. And they'll be like, well, we don't have a choice. Look at this is mm-hmm. these numbers. Yeah, I'm going to go to like, so I shared Netflix with, I'm a big family. So I'm going to go to everybody's profile and give every, give the two thumbs up to Prodigy from every profile, including nice. Clay from every profile. Nice. And then wait, go over to friends' houses, put it on their Netflix TV. Yes. I, I also it. like that in the, uh, in our Star Trek award show, the Lappy Awards, that even 
shows that did not air in 2023, like Prodigy, are still uh, are still in some of the categories. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people voted some things in because we still have legacy categories. We have universe categories. So, you know, it's not just 2023 what happened in this year. It's all kinds of stuff. And it's nice to see that, you know, there's very short treks being represented. There's Prodigy being represented. Enterprises. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Everything. Movies. And how long does the Lappy voting go on? Ooh, good question. Too long. <laughs> Not too no. long. No, you just have a so few more days, everybody. Right? You just Perfect. got a few okay. more days. So you have to spread the word so that everybody votes. Everybody in the entire world votes. And then these will be a very accurate depiction of fandom. Because if if only 10 people vote, don't worry, we got way more than 10 already <laughs> but, Yay. Only, but for example if 10 people mm -hmm. only voted and they were all like voyager fans then neelix would win everything and i don't want to live in a world like that i'm just kidding we love neelix i don't think voyager fans want that either. <laughs> okay so i have two things so air says yes we are very excited netflix has no has the license and is airing our show and so by the way neelix was it. the neelix was the star of aaron waltke's very short trek actually Yes. yes, which is also up for a Laffy Award. That's like right. Said. Yay. Um, so the other thing Aaron Wolke says is Voyager was super popular on Netflix, and so is like young adult action adventure animation. So like excited mm -hmm. eyes. But I remember that like when when all of Star Trek was on Netflix, like maybe 2015 or 16, Netflix yeah. put yeah. out that huge um like gra those graphs that were like they were, everybody was so shocked how popular Star Trek was. And then they mm -hmm. did like, they broke it down and they were like top 10 episodes of Star Trek watched on on Netflix, top like top, the ranking right. of the shows watched on Netflix. And the crazy thing was like, I think it was six out of 10 episodes of those top episodes was, were Voyager. Wow. Mm, heck yeah. Yes. yeah. Super popular. threshold. Yeah. So. Just one quick thing is, Aaron, one last thing. He says, Aaron Waltke says, I voted for myself in the Lappies. And my first thought was, how cool does it have to be? To How, how cool does it feel to be like, oh, there's a Star Trek award show. Let me look. Oh, I'm going to vote for myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. really cool that you can actually vote for yourself in a Star Trek award show. Um, let's talk about, I oh, everybody. So last thing on the Lappy Awards, it's a Star Trek Awards show, and we will announce the winners at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. for Jenny R. Johnson, and it's super late for the people like Robert Kaiser in the live chat. That'll be on February 18th. That's a Sunday as part of the five-day virtual Star Trek event. Virtual Trek Con 5. It is the first and biggest of its kind. Uh, the biggest of its kind, who knows how long that'll last, but first of its kind, that'll last forever, I bet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we're really excited about all of that, but you've got to vote now and you got to share it around because it's going to close in just like three or four days. And then the votes will be tallied. The celebrity guests will be stocked. I'm going to say tallied by an actual <laughs> scientist, Dr. Muhammad yes. Moore. Yep. Yes. It couldn't be better scientific method. 
by way of Google. Google actually does. <laughs> he, he's not there like counting ballots. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> he's he, overseeing it. He arranged the document. He did all the work. Minimal bias as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what he even did is it uh, it shuffles the answers, the options every single time somebody opens it up. So there's no potential bias of people picking the first option or the second option. Mm-hmm. It's like it shuffles every time it randomizes it. So that's really smart. Uh, what is the last date of vote? BL asks thir- Tuesday, Tuesday, it closes. Tuesday, so Tuesday. PM Pacific time. And mm-hmm. that is the 19th. Yep. Yes. 19th and uh, Dave Gregory has it correct. He says Tuesday the 19th, if I remember correctly. Good stuff, everybody. So get up in that and have your fun. And remember, if it asks a question that you don't know, like if it says, what is the funniest episode of Lower Deck Season 4? If you haven't seen all of Lower Deck Season 4, you could just skip it. It's better to skip it than to guess something because then that kind of randomizes the winners rather than just you know so i've been really pleased we've all been very pleased to see that people do skip a lot of questions and we love to see people skipping things rather than just picking something at random because that Mm -hmm. gives you know Mm -hmm. weird results but everybody's been really good dr muhammad nor will attest to this people have been really good about just saying okay i don't know the answer or i don't have an opinion so they just skip it and that's fantastic all right, let's talk about the week ahead. <laughs> he says, I cast a write-in vote for myself in my Star Trek V prop gun as best <laughs> power bubble. <laughs> and his his Spock helmet. That was a great picture. Uh-huh. When he won the um the prop gun from the Greg Jean auction. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. So uh, a couple days ago on the Falling Tower <laughs> YouTube channel. We released our review of Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia with Andre Kotman, the sci-fi guy, and of course, meteorologist Katie Nicolau, the Greek, uh, myself, Dr. Muhammad Noor, and the <laughs> two of them, we watched and reviewed Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia. Check it out right now on the Falling Tower YouTube channel. Why do we review that one? Well, because some of the writers from Troll Hunters are also the writers right now creating prodigy and we want netflix to see a lot of activity going on even peripheral activity so check that out everybody and then yesterday on the seventh rule youtube channel we had another throwback thursday video with iris Stephen bear uh that's a lot of fun talking about deep space nine go check that out we love those then uh let's see Sunday, this coming Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Rule YouTube channel, we have our very first mailbag episode. We finally closed the book on seasons one and seasons two of Star Trek The Next Generation. So myself, Sirach Lofton, Melissa Longo, and Denise Crosby answer everybody's questions about seasons one and seasons two. Awesome. Check that out on the 7th Rule YouTube channel, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Then right back on the 7th Rule YouTube channel on Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we've got our review of Peak Performance. That's this one. 
Everybody oh, knows the, the Zach Dorn. I can't remember his name now. What's, what's the uh, Zach? Horami. Yes. Horami. Horami, yes. Got it. Ooh. Good knowledge. God, Jenny's got legit knowledge. In there. <laughs> can finally use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Tuesday, everybody come right back here to the Virtual TrekCon YouTube channel for our live Star Trek and sci-fi news show, but especially Star Trek. The main viewer, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, the Falling Tower YouTube channel has our next Watch the First. It's family month. December is family month. So it's a good time. It's a crazy week. Hope everybody's getting gifts and lighting trees. I'm voting. Wait, don't light trees. Voting. Voting. Go vote. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Jenny R. Johnson, can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah. Yeah, you can find me through my website, JennyRJohnson.com. You can also find me on a variety of social media networks, including Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, what's left of Twitter. Um, I'm, Jenny, <laughs> I'm Jenny R. Johnson Art everywhere except for what's left of Twitter, where I am Jenny R. Johnson, hanging in there. Excellent. What's left of Twitter. What about you, Doctor? Uh, at Anne-Marie Siegel one on Twitter. And I was just reading Fran Everson's lovely message. This was a very great show. I hope you guys Aww. had some really good pizza tonight. <laughs> always get pizza. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's She's nice. like, and every week that you guys wish me a happy birthday, I will continue to say it's a good show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Katie, what about you? Uh, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on all the socials as at weather underscore Katie and on YouTube as so many random fandoms. Great. And everybody, you can find me on Twitter. What's left of it, as uh, Jenny points out, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter <laughs> at Ryan TG Husk. That's at Ryan TG Husk or just virtual Trek on the seventh rule or falling tower on your favorite social media, but especially right here on YouTube. That's what it's called. And check it out. Oh, I got my shirts. Bozeman Phoenix's shirts. Everybody, Ooh. you can get yourself Ooh. your own holiday gift. Get yourself something that you actually want, like what's going on with Jenny's shirt right there. Look at that. It's the like Ferengi family. You could get that Ferengi family. You could get the cool Bozeman Phoenixes. Look how cool that is. Look at that. I love that shirt. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And it loves you. Jenny's got a matching one. So does Matt Boardman in the live chat. It's a great one. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Get that at the Shopify store, the Star Trek and Chill online store. Click the link in the description box below. Get yourself that shirt or get somebody else that shirt. They'll love you forever for it. And so will we. I love you anyway. Aww. That's it. Yeah, it's probably true. What am I, who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to May Borello, Dr. Muhammad Noor, Gregory Kenzo, the Hawaiian. They say Hawaii sometimes, but I've never heard Hawaiian. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a thing. Kathy D, John Davis, Dave Gregory, Chuck A, Fran Iverson, Phil M, BL, Bob D. Uh, who else? Lane Page. Good stuff today. Just Rosie. Hello and goodbye. Tara. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Glenn Iverson, we will see you next time. We appreciate all of you. Man, Dr. Flox, huh? That was so much fun. So much fun. That was awesome.
It was rowdy. That was so great. I loved it. I loved it so much. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's it, everybody. Have a fun weekend. Remember to refresh this video and leave us a comment in the comments section below on anything. Just tell us your favorite cough syrup flavor. Whatever. It's fun. Keep the conversation going. Oh, (laughs) cough syrup flavor? Some of them are okay, right? Yeah, Ludens, but they don't really work that well. Just yeah. for the taste. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a chill weekend, I should say. You've earned it. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.